This is Our People Podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hello and welcome to Our People Podcast. I'm Harry Newhouse and on today's episode we'll be talking about cancers that affect men. Joining me to discuss this is urology cancer specialist nurse Gail Adams who will provide her expertise on the topic going through what sort of cancers men face, the process from being diagnosed with cancer and what the team here at South Tyside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust has to offer those suffering from cancer. Welcome to the podcast Gail. Thank you. So Gail, uh, can you please explain a bit about your role here at the Trust and what it involves on a daily basis? Yeah, thanks for inviting me along. Um, I'm one of the uh, urology cancer nurses, so I support patients throughout their cancer pathway. That's patients um, who are suspected of a urology cancer or have a confirmed urology um, cancer. This includes um, kidney, ureters, bladder, prostate, testicular and penile cancers. Um, so we support patients who've been referred in to us from GPs and primary care investigations, supporting them whilst they get their results, offering the treatment, uh, support with the side effects and symptom control. So it's quite a vast array of um, cancers. Uh, what, t- uh, what common cancers uh, do men face? So um, prostate cancer is the most common cancer in men. It affects about one in eight men in their lifetime. It's usually cancer that affects men over 50 and it increases with age. Uh, you're at higher risk of um, prostate cancer if the older you get, it's higher in black men and also if you have a family history. So if you have a blood relative with a prostate cancer, it does increase your risk. Also, we have testicular cancer, which is a rarer cancer, but the most common cancer in men aged 15 to 49. So they're mainly the two, but prostate cancer is the the most common cancer in men. And uh, what are the first signs of cancer and when uh, should someone go to see their GP? Men with early stage prostate cancer may not get any symptoms at all, but things to be aware of are symptoms that affect the urinary flow, so problems in passing urine, increased frequency, getting up overnight to pass urine, slow flow, so the the urine flow slows right down, any kind of urinary symptoms. This may not be linked to a cancer, it may just be linked to an enlarged prostate which naturally enlarges with age but they have very similar symptoms. So any urinary symptoms, other symptoms that can uh, affect uh, uh, people who have cancer spread, maybe back pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, erectile dysfunction, blood in the urine or semen, or any unexplained, uh, unexplained weight loss, then that, that should be common symptoms that should be reported to GPs. Other symptoms of other cancer sites may be an abnormal lump in the testes or any ulcerated areas on the skin of the penis. If someone has been diagnosed with cancer, what is the process or the pathway uh, that they will have to go through? The most important thing is about getting the symptoms reported as early as possible. Um, So this means going along to the GP practices and explaining the symptoms, how long you have them for. It may involve getting some um, blood tests. 
exam examinations which could include a, um, a rectal examination to actually feel the prostate to make sure that it doesn't feel um, abnormal, testicular exams, then the um, primary care staff then refer into to, um, our urology service uh, on a two-week wait, which means that you're expected to get that appointment within two weeks. So everything is done very quickly if you're suspected to have any symptoms that could be a cancer until it's rule, ruled out. The sites may include South Tyneside Hospital, Sunderland Hospital, and we also have a unit at Durham, which is called the um, Urology um, Treatment Centre. So you, you may travel to them three sites for your first appointment with the urologist. What sort of treatments are available to those who have been diagnosed? So we're lucky now that we have a lot of treatments um, to offer our patients. We offer surgery to, to, to remove um, cancer, radiotherapy, which is given at the Freeman Hospital, chemotherapy, which can be administered across all three sites, immunotherapies, hormonal therapies, and for particular prostate cancer, um, we can offer just surveillance. As, so that could be regular checkups of a blood test and an assessment. So <clears throat> we have a lot of treatments available for our patients. Uh, what support does the department have to offer? Um, because it's not just the treatment side that is important to deal, uh, deal with, but also the mental side of it too. Yeah, cancer diagnosis can have um, an effect not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. And we have a lot of support in South Tyneside for our patients to not only discuss the side effects, but to concentrate on the psychological impact of cancer. Initially, what we do as cancer uh, specialist nurses is a holistic needs assessment, which is an assessment to look at physical, practical and emotional needs of our patient, which is done very early on when we meet our new patients. This will address if they are having any distress or psychological needs, and then we can signpost our patients to the correct support, which quite often can be counselling service via the Macmillan Centre. Cancer Connections also provide a lot of psychological support. We're lucky enough to have a psychologist who works within our team that we can refer our patients on. We have other services, talk and therapies, and we also have a range of mental health online services as well. The charities Mind and Samaritans we can use, and if it is, we can get a lot of general information via Macmillan and Prostate Cancer UK websites, which have a whole section on mental health um, support, where to access and a lot of information for men if they have a suffering emotional distress due to, to their cancer diagnosis. And is that the same at Sunderland Royal Hospital and the Durham Treatment Centre? Yeah. So it varies a little bit with some of the local charities, but the main national charities, we all give out Macmillan information packs to all our patients, which would have vast array of local support so they can get that from um, the cancer nurse specialist or the cancer care coordinator. What advice would you give someone uh, living with cancer? We have a lot of men, um, especially men with prostate cancer who are living a very long time. They live with the cancer or beyond the cancer diagnosis. So the shift has very much changed to living a life 
that doesn't stop when you get a cancer diagnosis. So what we do is we encourage men to eat a well-balanced diet. We give a lot of um, diet advice out, verbal and written information. Encourage men to men and women to eat at least five fruit and veg per day, limiting processed foods and um, sugary foods, cutting down on red meat. Also limit alcohol consumption, reducing salt, stopping smoking. Exercise is also a huge agenda to get our patients as active as possible. So walking, swimming, gardening, anything at all, any of our patients who are starting on some of our hormone therapies or other treatments will say that you can often get weight gain as a side effect. So we try and keep them as active as possible so that they can manage their weight. So we say little, little to start and build up. Ideally, if they can get to 30 minutes a day, if some form of exercise that's going to get the heart pumping, um, we encourage that. For our patients who are not so mobile, we consider exercises at home, maybe exercises from the chair, resistance training, just doing something every day as part of your normal routine, which is what we, should, we all should be doing anyway. Here at the Trust, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we have the Macmillan team. Um, how closely do you work with them and, uh, and are they open to everyone? Yeah, so we have the Macmillan Centre. Um, here at South Tyneside, it's based in the outpatient um, entrance, just as you go in the door on the left. But there is a, a um, centre over in at Sunderland as well. They're open Monday to Friday. You'll usually see all the green Macmillan um, advertisement outside and the doors usually open if it wasn't there's a mailbox outside with pen and paper you can just drop your name and your number and they will hopefully call you the next day so there's open access for our patients to call in to get practical advice sit down if they've just been given a cancer diagnosis the likelihood is that the the, the staff and the volunteers who are in them at Macmillan centres have had a cancer diagnosis or are close to someone who has. So just sitting down and having having a conversation with somebody who knows what you're going through can be reassuring and just what somebody needs at that time. So we, we do have access um, to, to the Macmillan centres and we also, if, if we get any sort of queries that we're not sure of, within the, the cancer nurses will direct the patients to the, the to the centres because they can offer advice on travel, insurance, legal issues, Macmillan grants, finance, benefits, anything at all. So if we don't know the answers, they definitely um, will find out for us. How important is it to highlight essential uh, health awareness messages for men? at risk of uh, testicular prostate or penile, the, the common cancers that, um, that you were talking about earlier. What is the department doing uh, to raise awareness for this? There's been a huge positive change in men's health by raising awareness and educating men on male cancers. Um, November's the Men's Health Awareness Month and you might see a lot of celebrities, commentators, managers, win the um, Man of Men badge, um, so supporting Prostate Cancer UK. So what this is encouraging is men to talk about their symptoms 
alert the GPs if they are experiencing any symptoms that we've discussed and to talk more for to feel more comfortable with people who they trust to be more open to talk about their mental health to take notice of what's happening on with their body but also their mind as well we encourage men to attend their well man checks so that they can be getting blood tests and examinations and also if encouraging if they do have any anxiety that you know it's not a taboo subject anymore that there's so many services and so much support that we have locally and nationally it's a, it's about making them feel comfortable enough to address that um, and sometimes they find it easier to talk to, to us as, as strangers than their own family if they've, they've been like head of the family in a very masculine role you know so it's just trying to be more open and encouraging men to to be more aware about their bodies and that it's okay to talk and it's okay to say that they're not feeling okay and also the final thing that we're doing is encouraging men to move more so that it's not only improving their the physical aspect but also can really improve somebody's mental health as well and I believe the team, a lot of the team members are trained in psycho, uh, psychology? Yeah, so we, we, the cancer nurse specialists have training which is assessing patients with low mood or any um, signs of self-harm, risk of suicide. So we undergo some training that would give us an, an assessment, trigger questions and also what to do if we had a patient that we thought was high risk of self-harm because they're going through so many emotional emotions and they've got so much information, they've got so much going on, so many appointments that we can put into place some care plan so that we know that the patient's going to be safe. We can get GPs involved, crisis teams but also making the patient aware that there is more access, you know, out of hours, who to call if they're feeling low. So we, we, we do have um, extra psychological training within the cancer nurses, but also we now are more educated on what to put into place for our vulnerable patients who, who maybe need a bit more mental health support. Okay, so you're very, very much uh, well uh well equipped to deal with we definitely have shifted to try and not just focus on the physical aspects of cancer and involve a lot of psychological training and identifying and talking about if there's distress there if someone has cancer or are worried that they might have signs of cancer uh, how can they get in touch with either the urology department or the macmillan team the first point of contact is GP practices and actually reporting the symptoms. That's the most important thing. So if men have any symptoms, as early as possible, get it reported. That will then obviously trigger the urology appointment and then they will have access to Macmillan staff, the Macmillan Centre, practical information, cancer teams to provide them with anything that they need and support. They can get information from um, the Macmillan Centres, the cancer charities. Are you involved with the Cancer Information Hub? So yeah, so we, we, we're just launching the Cancer Hub link where you can watch a range of videos on treatments 
explaining where you would go for radiotherapy, watch how the radiotherapy may be given. So this, this, that's a huge information source for patients and families to um, explain what treatments are available, what to expect when they get there, side effects, things like that. So that we are now going to be including that as part of our information to our, every, all our new patients because it's so much information there for our yeah. patients. And uh, where can people access that? You can access that, that on the, um, the Trust's website. That brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Our People podcast. Um, thank you very much, Gail, for taking the time out of your busy day and joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.